0: Former Steelers running back, former ESPN NFL insider Merrill Hodge joins us every week here on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, NFL Power Hour. And uh, Merrill, you know, Lions had been playing as good as anybody in the NFL, and then they presented the egg on Christmas Eve in Charlotte.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I know it's not a laughing matter, but it was um, – uh... Honestly, I was watching the game, and I just couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. You know, I I go back and listen, I always say this. uh, TV lies and highlights really lie. You know, you really don't know facts about a team, good or bad, until you have a chance to watch tape. It's the only way you can see both angles, slow it down, and take your time. Because, like I can tell you this, sometimes one play you can spend ten minutes when you're going through every aspect of the play in every position, you know, you got 22 players, you know, everybody has a responsibility. And I think that was probably the thing that stood out the most, that was most, uh, like, concerning um, or disturbing, is that just some of the real fundamentals of the game were lost all of a sudden. Um, you know, like the runs, you know, shoot the first two runs that they had were purely contain and um, a gap responsibility errors, you know, from the contained guy, even though, you know, as you start filling gaps and you start pushing the runner laterally. And this one thing about the NFL that we always say, I mean, there's not many bad runners in the NFL and you make a mistake, you're going to find a hole. And they found the hole every time that the lines made a mistake, you know, contain guys sometimes have to come from the safety position. They're late. They stand there waiting um, doing things that are just uncharacteristic of what they have built. Um, you know, and we've talked about this before. Um, it's what's made the Lions so good, is that you've got to be able to control the tempo of the game. The line of scrimmage is the most vital aspect of, of the game of football, and you got to control that. Offensively, if you control it, um, you got a chance to win. Defensively, if you control it, you control the opponent. You do it together, you're going to definitely win the game, and they did none of that. Um, their defense, they even had errors in their secondary, you know, at, at times. But you know how they handled the run was that, that was that's the problem, or that's probably the most concerning. Because I can tell you this: um, you got now four weeks, um, you know, really just two weeks left. I mean, you're going into a game this week; um, the Bears can come after that. You know, you just have to see if you're buttoned up, you know, which now I go to the other aspect of this thing. Never underestimate a professional after they've been embarrassed. And this team was thoroughly embarrassed. Um, it's probably, I told you, I think we've talked about this before. I think there's only one time I could tell you in a year and a half, or almost two full years now, that I cannot remember the Lions running the, game, running the ball very well. And I can't remember what game it was. I just remember there was only one time. Well, now there's two. You know, you couldn't stop the run, you couldn't run. And when that happens, you just, you're going to have to have something miraculously happen or a massive bunch of turnovers or special teams, big plays in order to win games like that. Um, You know, I don't know where they stand. You know, we were talking just before we we jumped on here. And I don't know where all of the um, positioning stand as far as uh, if they win their next two, you know where does that put them? Is that, I don't know if it, if they're in control. If they win the two, are they in, or are they going to need a bunch of help? You know, and I think that's what that loss did to them is I think they're going to probably need help now. Where I think they controlled their destiny had they been able to win out, but you know, you just got to really re- re- refocus. You got a divisional opponent. Um, you know, the Bears. Um, now the Bears. I tell you this: last week the Lions ran. I mean, not Lions, sorry. The the Bills, like, they ran all over them. You know they started to really pound away at them and found their running game. So you got two teams coming in here who are licking their wounds, who have some problems in about the same area, and we'll, we'll see who cleans. You know we'll see what professional has been most embarrassed, <laughs> and and how how personally they take that. Because um, I would expect a much different um, performance on both sides of the ball for the Lions um, based on what they have built to this point and the embarrassment that they've experienced and how they want to kind of get back to the football and the team that they have created.
0: Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, also former ESPN NFL insider. He joins us every week here on the Huled Show across Michigan on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Merrill, the the question I have, and you played the game at the highest level uh, in the NFL, how can a team with so much on the line – uh, knowing you're playing for a playoff spot, that you had that one-and-six start, how collectively as a defensive unit, for the most part, on that side of the ball, does the team, not just a guy, or two guys not showing up, how does an entire unit play that bad start to finish?
1: Yeah. Well, I can only use some experiences that I have had, you know, where, um, and this can this, this can have out as part of growth. This is part of learning. Yeah, um, you know, when you look at their last, you know, the, the last five or six weeks of, of of how they have played, there is a, there, there is a tendency. I'm not I'm saying this has happened. Um, it, it can happen, and I, you start to think you're pretty good, and you forget about all the things that made you good. And that, what I mean by that is how you prepared good. You know, like everybody talks about, we got to win, got to win, got to win. Okay, no, no, know, you don't. And this is, this is probably more about youth football, but it really is about every level. See, winning is not important. It's the process to help you win that's important. That's what you establish. That's what you trust. And that's what you must execute every single day. It must become a pattern and it's a habit. And if you lose sight of that, or you have a week where you're like, you know, we are playing pretty good. You know, we are a pretty good team. And you forget all of the things you did to get you there. I'm just saying those things can happen to a young team. You know, this team is not a consistently good team. They've had a good run. They still have another another growth spurt, okay? And sometimes that growth spurt comes from games like this, you know, quite honestly. You know, you get back on that bus, you got your tail between your leg, legs, and you're like, whoa, you know. You know now you got to decide as a player. That'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. And then you, now we'll see what happens from there. Um, but I can tell you, there's been there's in my career, you know, and we, I've been on a young team where we were a lot of players were new. Uh, we were we were transitioning. You know, when, the, when I first got with the Steelers, you know, they had all that '70s, those so Super Bowls, and a lot of those players were gone. A few were left. Mike Webster was still there. He was, he was my roommate, actually, in my rookie year. Donnie Shell, John Stallworth, but that was it. You know, Chuck Noll was still there. And so, you know, he was teaching us. And we went through some things like this. I, I remember we'd beat, we had a couple of really good games. And we were feeling good about ourselves. And then we walked into Philadelphia and got just absolutely destroyed. Well, I'm going to tell you, we got on Boston. Well, <laughs> we're not as good as we think we are. And that can happen with young teams. Um, so this will be an interesting week. It'll be a real interesting week. Um, to see how they play, you know, and how they, re- they respond to the incentive of the divisional opponent. And uh, divisional opponents those are always very much more personal and more difficult. So um, it'll be a great one. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. You're going to kind of really see what this, this team is made of um, this week.
0: And you look at the Bears, one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Lions had the rally in Week 10 uh, to win in Chicago. That really kind of set in motion. Uh, what they're doing yep. right now. Uh, your thoughts on that matchup, and I i am puzzled why Fields is still playing. The Bears, like I said, are fighting uh, for the number one pick overall. Houston will probably end up with it, but why play Fields? You know, you know what he can do. Uh, he's one of the best running quarterbacks I've ever seen in the NFL, but uh, he'll be more than likely in the lineup Sunday. Uh, how do you like that matchup with the Bears?
1: Well, I would tell you this right now. That's that's that is not that is why Justin Fields is going to play to play because of just how you described him. That is not how you want your starting quarterback to be described. That is not how I would want my quarterback in the National Football League to be described and to be noticed for and recognized for. I don't want him to be known for a great runner. That is never going to win you a championship, and that is not how he's going to win a championship, and that's not how the Chicago Bears are going to be any better. That's why he's playing. Um, he's done a great job of that. And listen, um, you know they've had a learning curve. And in all fairness, this is a hard thing for young players. When you get new – all right, your first year is one of massive learning. You find your greatest growth in your second year. Well, he almost gets a reboot because he's got a new head coach and a new coordinator – and they struggled early in the year finding out if really his strength. Now, they've leaned on his legs a little more. Um, they have tried to print more run-action stuff, half um, field reads, and do those type of things to help him develop. And I actually, I like him coming out of college, his only real issue and concern was he just didn't have a lot of experience. And you could tell it just based on how he threw the ball and the decisions made, he's making. Now he jumps up to the greatest level in the history of football the level of football that exists. And that learning curve is even harder. And then when you have that those two different changes, that hiccup, that restart, restart, yeah, that sets the guy back uh, oftentimes. In fact, what they've done in Jacksonville is the exact same thing, but they haven't experienced that. And I think they did a better job – Um, And their quarterback a lot more experienced, too, quite honestly. Um, And actually, he got dealt with a system that had no business being in the National Football League. And now he's got a real coach that knows about the NFL. And they have found a home for him. They've developed him, got things around him, um, talent-wise, but a system-wise that fits his strength. Well, they're starting to do that in Chicago. So they need as much reps and as many games as they can get to get him, basically, to evolve as 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 a passer. That is... That is not how you want to leave it at the end of your hey, It's great. We let the league in rushing. Big, you know, that is not what you want from your starting quarterback. So they have a, well, again, that is they have a lot of growth that they have to get from a passing perspective. So the more you can, more games you have, the more you can play live action with him, the better to help him. You don't want to waste these two games. These are pivotal for growth. I've been in those environments too, where it's the end of the year. So I remember, I can't remember, not, but 1988 is our second year and we had, we're kind of like the Bears. You know, we were good. We, maybe we won only like 7, 8 games, whatever it was. And our last game of the year was in Houston. Um, this one the Houston Oilers were, they, had, they were just loaded. And I think they had to beat us to get the number one seed or, or even go in the playoff. I can't remember. I know it was a playoff for them because they had to win. Well, shoot, they killed us when they came up to Pittsburgh. We were not expected to win. And we walked in and pounded them. You know, um, we weren't going anywhere, but we needed to develop. We needed to work. We needed that work. That game was meaningful to us. This game is meaningful for the Chicago Bears. I can just say this. If you find players on the Chicago Bears who do not think this is meaningful, then next year they're probably not part of your team. I was a coach. So, I, I just, I know there's never a team that, there's never a game that's not, mean, that's not meaningful. It is a profession. You're paid to do it, and you're supposed to get better at it. And you're supposed to show up every day like a pro and play to win games. So I think it's a vital one for the Chicago Bears, and they'll play like that. And, see, that's the other part of you know, if the bear You know, I don't, I'm i not saying the Lions are thinking like this because they've gotten they got so waxed, I'm sure they're not thinking like this. But you can't sit there and go, well, those guys aren't going to play that hard, you know. <laughs> you'll, you'll be in the third quarter going, oh, my gosh, what happened? And all of a sudden, you've lost the game again. So um, and it's a divisional rivalry. So this one, I just and they got embarrassed against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, in that second half, they they fell apart. So um, I expect this to be a very good game. And you know, I, I that's why this I go back to this. I this is going to be a very interesting test for the Lions. Really interesting test. I think you're going to see you're going to see more of who your team really is this Sunday than at any part of the season on this Sunday.
0: Meryl Hash, former Steelers running back, former ESPN NFL insider. He joins us every week on the DraftKings Sportsbook Power Hour here on the Huled Show across Michigan. As always, good stuff, Merrill. Uh, enjoy another weekend of football, and Happy New Year to you and your family.
1: Save you, my brother. Go Lions.